Welcome to The Slip, an Atlanta sports podcast for the true ATL. And I'm the host, Brandon Baird. You can follow me on Twitter at Bairdian underscore Twitch. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Slip. We have a great show today for you. At the beginning of the season, we have the Falcons preview. At the end of the season, we have the Falcons review. And I couldn't do this with anybody other than Mike. Mike, how are you feeling today, my brother? I'm, I'm feeling good there, Mr. Baird. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm curious. I'm going to have to go back and listen to our season preview. See mm-hmm, what we got mm-hmm. right. See what we got wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it was a uh, an interesting football season. We'll say Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That's the appropriate Absolutely. Word. Interesting football season. It, it most definitely was interesting, and um, it had a lot of ups. Um, I think it had more downs. Um, and, you know, what we're going to be doing today is giving you the Falcons grades by position and almost going into player for some of them. Some people are not going to give a grade because they aren't worth a damn enough to give a grade. But there's going to be a lot of people that we need to give some grades to really give a general idea of how we view these different situations because that is really important about thinking about what this Falcons team needs to do to get better. They finished 7 and 10, which I think was a game lower than what I thought they were. Um but quite frankly, you know, this team probably could have lost a few more games. And they either could have won a few more games. Shit. Yeah, I was going to say, they. <clears throat> there's some games they could have lost, but there oh are also God, some games so in there juicy. they should have won. At least one that jumps out to mind, which would have gotten to your original prediction. There. Yeah, Gigs with the six-month re- reset. Appreciate it. So, when I think about this Falcons team, This conversation is going to have to start with the quarterback. It's, it's quite frankly the most controversial um, position within this team. Um, I, not only is this position um, divided within, um, within the city, it's divided within the, the family too. Not us particularly. But there are some people within our family that are like, we should have moved on from Matt Ryan eight years ago. It's true. Um, How would you grade Matt Ryan this season? So, you know, this was a tough grade, uh, you know, for me to think of here because there's a a pro that I have for him and a a con that I have for him. Mm -hmm. I'm still, even as I'm giving this answer, I'm trying to decide which of these two grades... Uh, I'm going to go with because mm-hmm. starting with the pro, I think it's fair to say with the level of talent or lack thereof that we had on this Falcons football team as a whole, they're not winning seven games without uh, without Matt Ryan, yeah. without a Matt Ryan type, that steady veteran presence yep. uh, to have on the field. Um, and so that's a big plus. He took mm-hmm. a team with, you know, He's got no receivers. We'll get on to <laughs> I'd say one, but when you have to play your three as your one, that kind of subtracts his benefit. Right. Um, no receivers. His 
best weapons are a running back who's never really played running back and a rookie. Um, the offensive line had this man getting murdered week after week on the field. So, so many things against them to still be able to do do enough. Yeah. As we mentioned, there were some games that yeah. it got too close. Uh, there were some games we should have won, but did enough to win seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be out there. Right. To be out there with the kind of beating that he took, not just this year, mm-hmm. but the year before and the year before, and mm-hmm. pretty with a few exceptions for 14 years. Yeah. Longevity in itself, I think, is something you have to take into that grade. The fact that Matt Ryan's going to be there every day, you know what you're going to get for yeah. the most part. From Matt Absolutely. Ryan. Um, now, all of that said, a couple of games where he did get protection, I thought he was holding the ball too long. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the checkdowns that he called throughout the season, most of those audibles at the line didn't end up working. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, he's not calling a good game on the fly. Some of his balls that he was throwing, I think it's from sort of, you know, you, when you got the jittery feet in the pocket, you can't really plant, get your all into it. Yeah, They were more underthrown balls that I'm used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So I had some concerns about because he's an older player. You know, they, you never know. Yeah. When old father time is going to catch up with you. Right. Um, so I had my concerns there. And it's all to say, beyond a doubt, I think you'd agree with me. No one in the right mind is giving Matt Ryan an A uh, for this season. Yeah, absolutely it's not. It's not an A season. Right. Not very many absolutely not. Into. I'm torn for his leadership and doing more with a team completely devoid of talent. It's got me thinking B minus. Ultimately, if I take the fan out of me, I just look at the performance from that position, the tangibles that you see on the field, and just what was done or wasn't done, I think I'm going C plus for my grade. I'm locking that one in. Final answer. I, I feel that. I think I'm going to go with a B. And um, I think at one point I was going with a B plus, but I was like, you know what? That's a little bit too high. But I'm going to go with a B. And part of the reason why I'm going to go with a B is because these stats that he put up this year were oddly similar to stats that he put up in 2017. Now in 2017, you have a one less game. So, you know, those stats aren't as comparable as they may seem. But in terms of what he was doing with completion percentage um, and the yards that he got based on completions, they were fairly comparable. And that 2017 went to the playoffs. Um, and, and probably would not have gone to the playoffs if they did not have Matt Ryan. So I'm going to give him a B. And the thing that I worried about throughout this whole time is because we have an offensive-minded head coach. He's the guy calling the plays. I don't know what our offensive coordinator's name is because it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing his name <laughs> at the start of the season. It just came to me. It literally took until I – you don't hear it. You never hear it. Right. Dave Ragone, I believe it is. And, and I don't he know where he came from. Or... I don't know who he fucks with. I, I don't I don't know who his peoples are. There's no telling. But apparently he's Arthur Smith's people, and and that's the only thing I know about the guy. Arthur I, Smith's people to, or maybe just a cat that he knew wouldn't question him. Yeah. That is all. Yeah. Go run my offense. 
And it makes me worried because for an offensive-minded coach, his offensive play calling was substandard in a lot of big moments. I think overall in the grand scheme of a game, he calls a pretty good game. But in the big moments, and I want to say in those goal line situations, um, I want to say in the four-minute office offense, and I would even say in the, um, you know, I I only saw a two-minute drill uh, be effective once, and I'm going to say that was all on the talent of Cordarrelle Patterson and Matt Ryan being on the same page. And, and you know, I'm talking about the Saints game. Mm-hmm. The first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but other than that, Arthur Smith did not impress me. Except I got to give the man credit when he's done something with Corderell Patterson that no team has figured out. The first one in like eight years. Um, Corderell Patterson has shown glimpses here and there on teams. But to put it all together, to put the season that he put together, where he was possibly the most versatile threat in the NFL at times. Impressive. Very impressive for what he was able to do. Now he's got to continue to do that and actually put talent around and actually put some some good people to protect Matt Ryan so that the creativity that I saw in these spurts and the things that I saw in Cordero Patterson can actually actually blossom into an offense that doesn't look like they struggle for for nine quarters straight and then have one good quarter and then struggle for another three quarters. Because that, that's not what winning football is about. Mm-hmm. Are, are we jumping? Is this a segue to jump into our Arthur Smith grades? Are we doing Arthur Smith I, grades? I, I, I think we should leave those to the end. Let's, let's <laughs> keep going with the players. And let's transition over to our running backs. Okay. As a, I, I want to hear what your grades are as a group. And what your grades are as um, as just um, each position or each player. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. It's hard to judge it for me as a group because I have drastically different grades for some of the people in, in the backfield mm-hmm. going on there. Uh, I'll say the, you know, and part of me, I think, when it comes out with this grade, even subconsciously, even if I'm thinking now about trying not to do it, yeah, I'm gonna be, fe- I'm gonna be viewing this group with some rose-tinted glasses because I didn't have to watch. Oh my God, it's so One knee, Todd Gurley, mm-hmm. or old man Stephen Jackson. Yeah. Rock. Right. Um, you know, I didn't have to watch Devonte taking a carry getting hurt, missing two games, coming back, taking three carries, missing the next game. Yeah. You know, the guys you brought in to do the job did the job, and they did it better than the aging veterans. They stayed on the field. Yeah. Once again, there's Absolutely. Um, but like I said, the individual grades, I'm going to give those first. So I'm going to have to think on the uh, <laughs> think on the total grade. There's really just three grades amongst the backfield. We'll break it down. We've got Cordero Patterson. We've got Mike Davis. We've got Quadri Olison. We've got Wayne Gallman. Those are the people I'm thinking that took some meaningful touch. Right. Um, 
Cordero Patterson, I'm th- right off the top. That's an A. Yeah, absolutely. That, um, you know, best player on the team for my for all I for this past year. Best player on the team, and, and I'm looking at it. Um, the the man has he totes the rock 153 times for 618 yards. Gets six touchdowns. That's key. Yeah. Uh, you know we're using him, and then he's never played running back before. He's gotten some carries, a couple, but this yep. is his first year. So he had to learn a new position. He put up those numbers. Where at the same time, he's catching 52 passes for 548 yards, another five touchdowns. Um, so 1,100 yards, you know, getting me, what's that, 11 touchdowns after having to learn a new position this mm-hmm. late into your career. Yeah. Rands, a couple kicks back, they rightfully uh, moved on when we get to special teams grades. We'll talk about that decision. Yeah. Uh, you know what? As I'm talking about it, I'm changing my grade for Cordero. That's an A+. That's an a+ plus. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. Cause 11, every, 11 touchdowns. 11 touchdowns. Give that to me any day of the week yep. uh, for my running back, even if it's combined receiving and running. 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. Yep. For his, his first year as a running back. A-plus for Cordero. Now, the reason I said it would be hard to get to the group, um, then you got Mike Davis, and it's a little bit hard for me for one reason. Um, Mike Davis was not effective. That can't be argued. But I liked his style of play, if that makes sense. you know, He ran hard. You know, it's a guy that he's running hard. He is making the first guy miss. He's breaking some tackles. Part of the problem is if you're getting blown up in the backfield, which our O-line did a good bit, Yep. Um, you know, it's going to make you look bad. But at the same time, some of that has to be on him because Cordero Patterson did much better in a somewhat comparable amount of carries. Yeah. Davis, I'm seeing 138 for 503. Um, you know, he caught he caught a few passes. He caught uh, more than I thought, 44 passes for uh, for 250. So he did some work. He did some decent work. Um, but the fact that someone that, once again, just learned the position um, outshone you that much, it right. shows that even you can't blame the O-line entirely. You can't blame the offensive scheme entirely. You got your shot. Mm-hmm. They, they they threw you the ball. They gave you the touches. You just couldn't you couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, so I guess my grade that I'm giving Mike Davis that'd be a that'd be a C minus. You know what? I was gonna give him a C minus too. Hey, there we I go. was gonna give him a C minus because here's the thing: he fumbled the ball way too much. Uh, he 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 was very loose with the ball, and then there was a time where he almost fumbled and gave away the game, after the other running back put us in a good position. That's unacceptable. That can't be happening. Um, and then there is, um, there were times when he ran hard, and he looked good oh when he God, ran hard, and then there were times where he'd stutter step and try to juke a man out. And it's like, dude, you're not that kind of runner. You're not. You're not that kind of runner. You look slow when you juke. You look bad when you joke. And it doesn't work. And he continued to try to do that. 
Um, and then I also got to give this guy a C minus because say if he was the third running back or even the second running back, hey, pretty good year. You did the job, right? Dude was signed to be the starting running back. Signed to be the starter. Took starters reps early on too. It's yeah. not like the job was given to Cordero coming out of camp. Absolutely. He won that a few games into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so with, with all that being said, like, was Mike Davis bad? No, but he wasn't good either, and he made a lot of mistakes. C minus. Yeah, you know, if the classic the classic grading scale, if the C is average, he wasn't bad, he wasn't a D, but he was below average. Mm-hmm. So it has, it has to, the max I can give him is a C minus. Right. Quadri Olison, restricted free agent. Restricted free agent, Quadri Olison. We got to get him back, and I give this guy a C plus. He was doing something wrong for him to be cut before the season, and he 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 essentially lost his job to Wayne Gallman, but he did something good and came back and was toting the rock pretty damn well. He was toting the rock how I thought Mike Davis was potentially going to be able to do so. I wanted more out of him, though. From my expectations at the beginning of the season, I wanted more out of him. Um, so C plus. There are few great mysteries in this world, <laughs> and one one that has stumped the greatest minds of our generation for years now. Yeah. Is Quadriolison any good? <laughs> we still don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Like you say, people, he, no one's giving him touches. So your initial thought is, well, I guess not if he's not winning a job. And then he gets touches and sometimes <laughs> looks like the best running back out there. It's, it's just, because, you know what grade I have to give him? I hate to do it to the people. Incomplete. I don't know. I still don't know. Um, what I'm hoping... <laughs> Because we're going to have some money. Unlike this year, we're going to have some money in free agency. Right, right. In terms of the running back position, it's, you got to bring Cordero back. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. But once again, he's not the the bell cow running back type. He's going to be his little flex position. You need some other people to take touches. Olison is a restricted free agent, yeah? Yeah. It can't be that much. He can't be. Less than a million. So less than a mil. I'm very hopeful that he comes back um, as your either your number two or if, you know number two if you draft a young guy mm-hmm. uh, or number three if you bring in a veteran. It, give him some touches. I'm not. It doesn't have to be a whole bunch of touches, but can we see him get three, four touches a game? Right. Here's the you thing know? with with Quadri. I say you bring him back because you cannot count. Corderell Patterson as a running back. He is a gadget guy. Oh, you know, I have to disagree with you a little bit there. I think he was a gadget guy. One of the things that impressed me so much, getting him that A+, that man a lot of the time was taking the rock, what? putting his foot I... down, getting upfield, lowering the shoulder. Yeah, but don't... I think he was the running back this whole time. I just no one until right. Arthur Smith and his regime knew it. Right. I don't mean to say that gadget in a bad way. I don't mean that in in a, a pejorative way. 
The man just did a lot of things. He was versatile. However, I don't. But he was extremely versatile, and um, and and so I don't want to count him towards the collection of running backs next season. Like he is not your starting running back next season. Can he get starting running back carries in a game? Yes, but he's also going to do a lot of other things as wide receiver and other things. You're right. There's got to be other folks to tote the ball on a pretty regular basis. I'd like to see Olison maybe finally get the chance so we can solve that great mystery if he is any good. Yeah. I think so, but I but I, it has to be seen. Four years in, and we don't know if he's any good. And just keep sticking around. He survived the regime change. <laughs> he did. He, well, he almost did it. He almost did it. And then, and then he rose from the grave, like like Undertaker. Goodness taking, gracious! Taking one of their one of their people. Yeah. And you know, an unsigned free agent rookie running back, one of their guys. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, well, Olison might be good. That's right. Let's see. That's right. And of course, he can play special teams. Oh so my God! It's so juicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Um. So, fullback. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give O'Keefe a B plus. I, yeah, I'm in that range as well. I, I mean, the, the man seemed to block well, and I think that if you're able to be like, "Hey, man, this guy's blocking well from like a on the couch watching it, the game on a TV," I think that means that you're doing a good job. He also um, took the rock a couple times for some big first downs on like um, fourth and shorts and third and shorts. Um. So it's good. He was B plus. That's all I can really say about it. He did his job. He did his job. He's one of those God. guys. Like if if you're looking, you know, like you said, he's not getting the ball a lot. He had yeah. nine carries for thirty one yards. Yeah. If you, but if your fullback is getting you three and a half, if you're giving it to your fullback, he shouldn't need more than three yards. You really shouldn't need more than two yards in that particular. <laughs> well, you're doing something um, wrong if you, right. you know, caught caught nine balls for 56 yards. Yeah. Once again, he's and he's not. This isn't the olden days. He's not playing that many snaps. Right. But those catches, each one, they're not a lot of checkdowns either. Those are some plays sort of drawn up to get him open out in the flats. Mm-hmm. His main job is blocking, and like you said, with with the faults of our running game. For the majority of the season, or at least large portions of it, some that some of that's got to go around. It's not all O line. Yeah. Your tight ends, yeah. Your fullback. But at the same time, I do remember seeing him wallop some guys. Yeah. Really get in the hole and take some guys out. He's solid. He's affordable. Huge special teams piece. Can yeah. make the occasional offensive play. Not flashy. He's not an A. He's not a top fullback. Um. But yeah, he's. I'm happy he's on the team. Yeah, and he's signed for another year. They gave him an extension a couple years ago, and we're like, why? Well, this is why he's doing his job. I'm all for giving fullbacks money, reasonable money, when they do their job. He's doing his job. I'm happy to have him here. Yeah, I've never understood the the people that like. We're gonna the teams, I should say, the organizations. We're gonna skim on fullback because we don't really use fullback that much. But you do maybe 15 plays a game, that's a substantial yeah. portion. Yeah. If you're going to invest 15 plays a game in a position, you better have someone that can do that job pretty damn well. That's right. 
All right, let's go on to the other blockers. We have five linemen, starting linemen. How many good offensive linemen do you think we have? Uh, two, three with a question mark. I I was about to say two and a half. We're right there. Jake Matthews, good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd give him a um, a B plus for the, for the season. He had a few hiccups, um, but that's fine. Overall, he played really well. Um, Caleb, uh, Caleb Lindstrom, is it Caleb? Huh, Chris? Who the hell is Caleb? Gary. Ah, goodness gracious. Chris Lindstrom. I'd give him an A. He did his job really well. And I think some of the times he was brought down by those bums on either side of him. So I'm going to go with the question mark right now. I'm going to assume that's Caleb McGarry for you. It is. Okay. Caleb McGarry, I'm giving a, a C. He played well sometimes. He also stunk it up sometimes and got beat off the edge. What did you give Caleb McGarry? Yeah, so I'll go back for all three because we're pretty much in the same boat. Yeah, uh, Jake Matthews, I give a B, not just for this season, but really his career, which to me, I've never understood the level of hate that a lot of people give Jake yeah. Matthews. Like, oh, he's a bum. I'm like, he's not. Their, he's their, not. their beef is that he's not an elite tackle. My argument to that is he's been around. It's a good little chunk of time now. What are we at? Six years. He, he's been around for seven about seven years, um, and he's played a solid left tackle, yes. one of the most important spots on the football yes. field. If you give me a B left tackle that can go like that, I'll take that any day. He's never been a liability. He's, never. He's never. He's, he's, he's consistent. They're, they're, I can't really recall any A seasons. There's some B plus seasons. Yeah. His yeah. Bad seasons absolutely. It's a B minus, maybe. Right. He's a good player. So B there. Uh, yeah, I agree. Chris Lindstrom is an A. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hate that the line is played so poor that really. Uh oh, you're breaking up uh, on me. Wait, what about now? Okay, you're there. Okay. Um, so just all I was saying about Lindstrom, yeah. extremely talented. It's it's a shame that the line has been so bad that no one can really take notice of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause he he is good. He's a real solid piece. Yeah. McGarry was the question mark. Um, what did you give McGarry? I gave him. Um, did I give him a, a a C? Yeah, I think I gave him a C because they, he had some really good games that were like, yo, this could be a really good player, a consistent player on on the right tackle. And then there were times where it was just like, yo, you may need to be replaced next season. Me, so, let's see. For me, it's very difficult um, because with his years of experience, I'll say first, I'm giving him a C as well. But my reasoning is that he he's another person that was, to me, very actually very consistent through the season. Yeah. And the consistency was his pass blocking for a tackle with his level of starting experience mm-hmm. is probably enough. Yeah. Uh, he gets beat way too often. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have the footwork. He doesn't have the reach to contend with speed rushers coming off that edge. So his pass blocking was, to me, even on his good games, you know, if you look at the season as a whole, pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. At yeah. the same time, 
from the tackle position, that dude is a mauler mm-hmm. uh, in the run game. Absolutely. Um, when he when he gets a hat on people, he's pushing people around. If he if he can get those short arms on you, he can get in on you. He's driving you. He's not a guy when he's giving up sacks. Unlike some of the other cats that are giving up sacks, he's not getting driven back into Matt Ryan's lap. Mm-hmm. You know, people are getting around him because he's a big nasty. Um, I've said it to you before. I think he could be a B plus NFL offensive lineman. I, th- I think he's a guard. I don't think he's a tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to pass block as a tackle is huge, and he's not good at it. I'm averaging out his to me very good run blocking. Very poor pass blocking. Yeah. An A and an F, I'm giving him a C. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Um, and I, I think it's very apparent when you when you look at um, how we run from the right side. It's really good. Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry, those are two people you don't want in your way. Yeah. But man, the inconsistency on the pat from protecting the pass rush. It, it's not helpful. And one thing, and I, I, I can't really blame Caleb for this because this isn't his fault, but when you have a bum at center and left guard that where the middle of the pocket is being tough, so even if that speed guy gets around Caleb, Matt Ryan can't step up in the pocket without getting sacked. Mm-hmm. So, like... I see we've moved to the bum portion yeah. of the offensive line. You know, and I say that because, like, over the past couple years, we can get away with Caleb McGarry getting beat every now and then on speed because then Matt Ryan can step up. This year, Matt Ryan could not step up because center Matt Hennessy looked like he was in over his head for for almost the entire season. Yeah, um, and if, if we're looking at that interior offensive line, minus Chris Lindstrom, who we talked about um, you got, I'm going to skip over briefly because this ties into my hand. I'll say, I'm going to start with Jalen Mayfield, um, where it, it, we'll just say your boy Jalen Mayfield played fucking terrible. Yeah. It was, I, can I curse on here? I yes, you can. Yes, you can. We terrible. are, we are a mature channel here. Uh, um, it's just awful. There was there was a brief run. I was, basically after the Eagles game, I was like, I haven't. I think I told you, I was like, I haven't seen an offensive lineman on our team look look that bad, just out of their out of their league since Peter. Cons- <laughs> I was about to just bring up Peter Cons. <laughs> <laughs> always hate on Peter Cons. Golly, like, man. Peter Cons. Now he quickly got better in the Peter Cons level. Yes, that's such yes. a low level. Yeah. And then, but there's a moment I remember. There's a string of games where I was like, I think he may he may be okay because he was rushed into action. Mm-hmm. Um, he really shouldn't be playing this year. He started off so poorly. He's gotten better, and then it crashed. And then he went back to having some of the worst games that that I've seen. You mm-hmm. know, as a former lineman, I'm judging a lineman. Yeah, and he was just awful. He just looked. The roller coaster of it was more concerning because if it was like bad, and then you get better, you have some stretches, and then sort of maybe flatten out a bit when the league catches up. But he was just so many dips coming mm-hmm. in. And but the one thing um, I won't give, I won't give a rookie an F, especially one 
that really wasn't intended to start this season that you probably yeah. needed some time to groom. Yeah. I won't give him an F. I can't go higher than a D, though, because it was right. atrocious football. I completely atrocious agree. Football, and it, as I said, it leads in to Hennessy. Um, Hennessy had the path that I think you need to do with your offensive lineman that you plan to start, which is he had a year to learn. Mm-hmm. He had a year to learn, get a few reps. You know, you get some yeah. live, you know, live bullets coming at you, as they say. Yep. You're taking that year to learn the game to get bigger, get stronger, get more familiar. Um, and then it's your turn to start. He was just as bad as Jalen Mayfield. I got to go yep. to F. Hennessy. There were a couple games where I was like, okay. I remember, you remember, was it San Fran? What, what game was it where they were swapping him and Dolman? Do you remember? Well, that was, that was closer to, I, I feel like, earlier than San Fran. They might have done it in San Fran, but they did it distinctly um, I think about six games in to the season. I thought I'm pretty sure it was a, a good bit later. Um, um, either either way, there was that one game, and then it seemed like they were going to continue with the next game, but Dolman fumbled a snap, and they were like, "Okay, we should keep one guy snapping the ball." But in whichever game that was, Drew Dolman looked distinctively better yeah. to me than Matt Hennison. Yeah, where I was like, "Okay." Maybe maybe Dolman might be something. He may. He's a person I don't think will end up grading him. Uh, right. No, I, we didn't see enough from him. Right. But for, but the fact him. that they were like, yo, we got to see what we got in this guy mm-hmm. makes you think, hey, Matt, Matt Hennessy may not be here next year. Matt Hennessy just – I would have to look at the cap hit. And, and what he's making, I bet Matt he, Hennessy. He's not making good. more than like six hundred thousand. I I think we actually free up two hundred thousand. Wasn't he a third rounder? He'd be making more than that in year three. I uh, last time I checked on on over to cap, it wasn't that much, um, and I was kind of shocked by that. You know, even I'll say this though: if it's if it's cheap though, the fact that he has starting experience and wasn't god awful in every game, you may want to keep him around. As yeah. a backup, I do not want right. that man. Right. Yes, I I I take him as a backup. Okay, so the cap number next year is one point two million. Um, I was correct. Dead money five hundred, cap savings seven hundred. So you free up two hundred k if you cut him. But one point two million cap hit. Two hundred k. I'm keeping him as one of my backup interior offense. Yes, I, I I'd agree with that. I just wouldn't be surprised if they're like, yo, you got to go. Even it, it was that bad. And even if we don't bring in anyone else to compete at center, you got to give Dolman the first shot. Yeah. Like, it can't really get much worse than that performance I saw there. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't, your center doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a, a, a mauler in the, uh, in, in the run game. Um, you know, it's not the fleet foot left tackle holding up in the pass rush mm-hmm. it's what's asked of you is two things call you know call the game mm-hmm. essentially you know, you're making all your calls all your identifiers there do that well and don't get fucking blown up and thrown into the backfield mm-hmm. this man was constantly getting blown up and thrown into the backfield mm-hmm. constantly yeah you can't do anything you can't run the ball you can't pass the ball it's it's the one position on the line where it's like 
you know, if you can just sort of stalemate this guy and seal him off, we're probably going to be good on this run. Yeah. It couldn't do that. It, yeah. it was, it, at all, it was terrible to watch. I'd be curious to see how many of the sacks that Matt Hennessy let up that didn't give Matt Ryan over a second or a second and a half in in being able to to just read the field. Yeah. By the nature of that position, I'm guessing it's the majority of them. Mm-hmm. So I give him an F. Okay, we're on the same page then. Um, I'm right there with you. I, I'm right there with you with um, giving Mayfield a D. I can't give him an F because he was thrown in, but I'm so close to giving that dude an F because don't don't tweet out, draft me if if you don't want your quarterback to get sacked and be the poster child of a quarterback getting sacked. And that's exactly ah, what he was. That man just wanted a job. Let that man tweet for his job. Oh, man. He, he, he is a certified bum. Certified. Like, I, I'm so frustrated that uh, Matt Gano got hurt. And, you know, I hope his neck gets better. Um, because, golly, Mayfield, you know, you, you're going to have to do better next year. Um because otherwise I'm going down to the stadium and I'm slapping him myself. It was. Oh, man. I'm going to go down to the stadium, run around him easily, and slap Matt Ryan, teach him a lesson about <laughs> tweeting about not letting your quarterback get hit. Golly. Um, Mayfield's performance was so bad that usually when you have a rookie that is able to start essentially the whole season, you hope that experience is going to carry over to them being better and you want them to have uh-huh. that first crack. Yeah. I don't want him to have first crack. No, not, not at all. Um, no, nothing about him made me say, yeah, man, you, you have potential. Nothing about it. There was there was a brief period where I did where I saw some of the potential, but it, it splashed away. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to our tight ends. Shout out to uh, Kyle Pitts. Shout out. Uh, broke the um, the tight end rookie record. Um. Also, wait, no, he he was close he, to he breaking did. the tight end rookie record. He. I think he was hurt that last game, so he really didn't get much. Um, but he broke the Falcons rookie record and also broke the Falcons tight end record, which is pretty mm-hmm. impressive when you think that Tony Gonzalez played on this team for five years. It, it, a fantastic point there, because I remember, you know, the haters, the haters of Kyle Pitts, who I think are just the people that really wanted Justin Fields for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they would, you know, oh, it's a 17-game season, it doesn't really matter, forgetting that he did all of this in 16 games. Right. As you said, didn't do anything against the Saints because he was coming in hurt and basically a decoy. Right. Um, but the fact that the one, the biggest record to me was the tight end, Falcons tight end record, because like you said, you mentioned Tony G, an all-time great. No one, no one that you ask would say that Tony G had a bad season in Atlanta. Um, but even before, you know, before and after that, our tight ends eat. Austin Hooper was eating mm-hmm. when he was here. Um, Algie Crumpler, going mm-hmm. back to the day. We'll see, mm-hmm. we have a history of tight ends putting up big numbers and a rookie who was the number one receiving threat 
on your team and drawing everybody's attention. Because, um, like, you know, Tony is a fantastic football player, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever do it at the tight end position. He did play with Roddy and Julio on those teams. So prime prime Julio. Well, that no, that wasn't even prime Julio. Really good Julio. Um, end of prime Roddy, which were very good. Thousand yards, hundred catch seasons. Yeah, um, and and so Tony G, he's an option amongst them. Kyle Pitts was putting up his numbers with Russell Gage, and I guess Cordero Patterson, and the times he was split out to receiver. Yeah. So drawing everybody's attention, still able to get a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I know, I know the touchdowns weren't there. That to me speaks more about the offense as a whole. Yeah. And not only this, but also the fact that Kyle Pitts lined up everywhere on the field. Mm-hmm. In line, tight end, slot receiver, receiver out wide, H back, fullback. Uh, they're putting the man everywhere. Um, and you ha- and he's a rookie, essentially having to learn like three different positions mm-hmm. for how he's going to be used. And he did. And people are like, oh, you know, they're talking about his slow start. Yeah, yeah he's a rookie, learning multiple <laughs> positions. It's going to be a bit of a slow start. But when just uh, I just think of some of the plays, whether it's anything from, you know, one hand snags uh, that, that yes. he's making, absolutely, um, the ones where he's catching little ones over the middle. You know, like to ice New Orleans in that first game, catching over the middle and just putting on that speed where you're like, oh, yeah, this guy is fast. Mm-hmm. He also He's also blocking. Um, yeah. He's not the best at it, but I can't recall him being particularly bad um, when he's been asked to block. Right. He's, he's asked to do so much. I think he did it. I think he proved he's well worth that number four overall pick. Yes, absolutely. Like, hey, Kyle Pitts, A. A. Yeah, I, I give him an A, too. Because he was able to do all this while also being thrown into a situation that honestly was not expected. Um, You know, as we... uh, I don't know if we want to transition into the wide receivers just yet, but we lost a big wide receiver that would draw a lot of coverage, and he was still able to put up numbers. But there's another tight end that I want to talk about, and that's Hayden Hurst. He was hurt for a little bit, was on the COVID list for a little bit, but when he played was disappointing, and I'm giving him a C minus. I expected a lot more out of him. Um, out of, you know, he was supposed to be a guy that lines up across from from Pitts and able to beat people one on one, and I just didn't see it very often. Not as much as I wanted to see. Yeah, uh, I've got to agree with you there. It's for, for years. It's another one of the mysteries of why aren't we getting the ball to Hayden Hurst? But he just didn't, when he was the man, he didn't do anything. Yeah. With his level of talent, even when Pitts comes in and he's not the man anymore, yep. you expect much more, like you said, than what you're getting out of there with his size, with his speed. Um, just to not be able to make a regular impact um. Yeah, it's got it's got to be a. I'm torn. The only I'm torn, but it's a close one. Either the C minus that you said or the C. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna get letter of the law there. He was, 
for what was expected out of that position. In different years, he'd be fine. But what mm-hmm. was expected out of that position, it was below average of what was needed. Yeah. Not not a bad football player by any stretch of the means, but it's got to be a C plus. We're talking about this season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so it's C plus, C minus. Excuse me. Yeah. So let's transition into the um, the wide receivers. The first wide receiver grade that we're given is the easy one for Calvin Ridley. He got a W. He got a withdrawal. He did, he did get a withdrawal. Did, uh, it depends with the amount of weeks he was there. Did he get a withdrawal or did he get the WF, the dreaded WF? He, I think he got the doctor's note. He got the note, okay. He, so I think he, he got, got the doctor's note. Though. He just got the withdrawal. Um, I hope he's doing okay. I hope he's getting the help he needs. Um, I'm not one of those fans that's saying that he like quit on the team. Um, I I think I'm biased within the, the the field that I'm in. Mental health comes first before football. Um, comes ahead of everything else. Hope he gets better, but he definitely gets a withdrawal for the season. Yeah, you you summed it up correctly. The biggest thing there. Um, hope he's okay. You know, I hope he's okay. Uh, withdrawal, I can't grade you. I yep. came in with really high hopes. Didn't get a same play. Um, just very quickly, do you think he's back on the birds? Do you think he's a bird next season? So the press conference came out and... Um, Terry Fontenot said there was no updates on Calvin Ridley. That man's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Absolutely. But now let's 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 dive into the receivers that did play. Um, I think the stats don't seem like they played, but somebody mm-hmm. had to be out there. So right. Let's, let's leave them to them. Who you want to go with? We got to start out with uh, Russell Gage. That's your boy, Russell Gage. That is my boy Russell Gage. What, what what are you giving my boy Russell Gage? I'm giving him a I'm giving him a B. Our constant debate. Yeah. For like four years now. Yeah, yeah, it's been going on for a minute. I'm giving him a B. Um, he was on the verge of of a D, and a C minus. However, the way that he played in the second half of the season was commendable. Um, he made some plays. He showed that maybe he cannot be a number one wide receiver, and I don't think anybody ever expected him to. But he can make for a damn good number two receiver. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's more than okay. Um, and Russell Gage is one I'm struggling with. Uh between I think I know the grade I'm going to give him but I'll say just in terms of thinking it I thought about moving up to an A minus hmm. I thought about moving up to an A minus for the simple reason that it's a big compliment I'm good to hear you compliment my boy Russell Gage seeing he could be a number two I think he's your three I think he is a very very good number three receiver in the NFL yeah and I think he showed this year he can be a two 
um, if needed. Uh, but the reason that I've considered an A minus very briefly is that, uh, man, when you're a number three and you come into the season, let's think about Gage's role, <laughs> where before training camp, the question was if they would cut him or not. Um, you know, you got Julio still yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, you got Calvin. Um, Julio's probably going to be gone, but before he is officially, you draft Kyle Pitts. They signed Cordero Patterson. They mm-hmm. signed, we have no money, but they signed him and Tajay Sharp. You're like, oh, Russell might be might Russell be might be gone. Yeah. Um, and then he goes from that to Julio's trade, and you're like, okay, Russell's going to be around because, you know, other mm-hmm. than Calvin Ridley, there's no improvement. You still got these other guys that may take some of his snaps, but he plays special teams, so you'll keep him around. Yep. Then Ridley withdraws from, from the program. Uh, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, shit. Russell Gage has to be our number one receiver mm-hmm. for, for 11, 11 games or so. <laughs> and and you know what? That man came to play. He, he came to play. Now, he I did his thing. Go, I couldn't ultimately go with the A-. minus. I'm, I'm going B+. Plus. I had to drop it down a little simply because... There were some drops. Um, you know, he didn't put up. You know, his he had sixty six catches, seven seventy, four yep. touches. Um, he didn't have the numbers to get into the A territory, and the, even the B plus is generous for those numbers. But it's because this was your number three receiver who you asked to be the number one, and there were times in games where you could tell that who who was on the field, Matt Ryan only trusted Russell Gage. Yeah, absolutely. He was like, this is the one guy. And then some of those where he's like, okay, no one's open. I got to try to make something happen. Uh, Russell, I'm going I'm to go Gage. And on some of those, he pulled in some yeah. incredible he made He made some plays. He went up he and got some, the ball in a lot of those situations. He made some huge plays. He had some drops. He had a couple fumbles, one of which was almost huge uh, in that Detroit game. Uh, so, like, t- uh, play-wise, probably a B, but just the fact that the man stepped up. It, it, to me, it was reminiscent of that year. I, can't, I think Julio was there. When Julio got hurt and Roddy got hurt and Harry Douglas had to be our number one. Yeah, and he, he got a 1,000-yard season that season. And people were season. hating on him. And, and it was like, that dude really stepped up. And this mm-hmm. was similar to me, yeah. where Russell Gage... He has no business being anyone's number one wide receiver. Absolutely not. He went out and he performed admirably when he was asked to do so. Yep. The B plus for Russell. Um, I I I like that grade. I like that grade. I'm gonna stick with my B, but I, I'm not ashamed of the grade that you that you made. Okay. I'm gonna make the rest of these receivers easier. Because I'm just going to clump them all together. Because none of them separated each other. I'm going to give everybody else a C. Because no one stepped up. Like, there was, there's times when Tazi Sharp stepped up and made a play. There's times when Zakia stepped up and made a play. Christian Blake did worse than his previous season. And, and it's like, he didn't even do much. Um, Christian, Christian Blake, this is something I would rarely do. Um... Because Christian Blake only had four catches, right? He only had nine targets, so he's not really playing. So I would rarely do this. But I gotta give him an F for the simple reason of 
of all the years. Yep. Like, he's been on the team a while. Like, he's been around the organization a while. Of all the years to step up. Russell Gage is our number, our one, two, three, in terms of peer receivers, were mm-hmm. Russell Gage, Alameda Zacchaeus, and Tajay Sharp. And you couldn't, if you can't get into that, mm-hmm. you're probably not worth, I don't yeah. remember him making any big special teams plays. Nope. Like Zacchaeus is the special teamer of that group, right? Um, I gotta give you an F. I, I yeah, yeah. Like you. don't don't show up from a team next to you. Just, just leave. Yeah, I agree with um, that. Tajay Sharp. Another thing uh, for him for his career, he came into prime position, prime position with everything happened to make an impact. I distinctly remember watch because he's the biggest of our receivers, which is mm-hmm. once again not saying a lot. Right. Like Kyle Pitts has some height, um, but just watching him run routes, I'm like, man, this dude cannot get any separation. Yeah. I don't know if he's a bad. I'm not a receiver. Never was. I don't know if he if it's his if it's his route running, if it's just a lack of speed thing. He made some catches. I can think of one game he had that was pretty nice. And so that, instead of getting him an F, gets him a D. Because mm-hmm. uh, you didn't really do anything. Now you talk about my boy, Russell Gage, and another one of my boys, Alameda Zacchaeus. Uh, I mean, this one hurt a little bit because I was like, this is his chance. I was impressed. I liked what I saw in his limited limited work. And, you know, I would say it's the dudes in college, if there's a guy in a Power 5 program, even if it's not a strong one, that by the record books is the best to have ever done it at that place yeah he can probably play in the league so you know Zacchaeus all-time uva receiving leader you know he can probably he'll probably do his thing mm-hmm. and he did when limited opportunities his first couple of seasons like this is it this is his chance to step up and he you know and he didn't he didn't do even the minimum of what i thought he could do now he still doubled Tajay Sharp, the next wide receiver's yardage. Right. Yeah, he got 31 catches, 406, three touchdowns. In a normal Zacchaeus year where he's your fourth wide receiver, that's you're talking yeah, maybe yeah. A category. Right. If your fourth receiver is getting you 100 yeah, yards, 500 yards, and three touchdowns, um, he was the number two this year and just really couldn't step up. Um, he made some plays. I remember some drops. To me, it was... It, Disappointingly below average, I gotta go C minus. Yeah. I'm I'm with that. I'm with that. And that's gonna wrap up the offense for now. When we get back, we're gonna start going over this defense and I tell you. Ooh. <sighs> They're gonna be some Fs. It it might get ugly. <laughs> we'll be back with the slip. <laughs> 